0: at the Friday Night Movie Podcast table at the Wonder House, hosted by the University of Arizona, with an incredible filmmaker, uh, Christian Nolan Jones, who made a short that is absolutely, it's both heartwarming and heartbreaking, I think is the best way to describe it. Absolutely. Glitter ain't gold. He also made an incredible short before that, Brown with Blue, we're going to talk about a little bit. And he's... I feel like he's from our area in a way. I know you're not from the D.C. area, but, but you, you were at Howard University. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, we have like, there's like a local community thing we have happening being from the D.C. area. You are an Atlanta guy, though, right? Yes. That is your... Through and through. That's your muse, the way Spike Lee's is New York, yours is Atlanta, right?
1: Through and through, through and through.
0: Well, first of all, congratulations on the film. Thank it, you. It's, it's uh, just to recap for folks, it's about, it's just like a, Again, we've been talking about this a lot with different folks, is these stories that are about people that from a different world than we grew up, definitely a different world than I grew up in, Mm -hmm. but because at the heart of it are these things that are so specific to what people deal with, Mm -hmm. it's a kid trying to impress a girl and not exactly knowing the right way to do it and and not knowing Man. where the value is that's right in front of him. It. Exactly. It's, that's how I'll sum it up. We'll get into spoilers and stuff like that. Um, but I, it has so many beautiful details. The paperback, that when they go to the flea market, the paperback, it looks like the, the, not the, the movie adaptation of Do the Right Thing mm-hmm. and the Fat Albert prints on the shirts. Mm-hmm. There's so many beautiful little details. It's so beautifully shot, Um, but where I want to start is exactly that with young Jabril, and he's trying to please someone else by going to get this gold chain to impress Mm -hmm. impress the Marlene, and he goes with Tawana, and Tawana decides to use her money, to or the, the her money to get this beautiful airbrushed shirt Mm -hmm. that is like a reflection of of her essence Mm -hmm. and who she is. Mm -hmm. Whereas Jabril is doing this thing for somebody else and Mm -hmm. there's this moment, and, and in a short every moment counts, and there's this moment that we talked about and we watched it over and over where Jabril sees her shirt and he takes the double take at his necklace, his chain, and he and you can see he's not sure if he's on the right path. He still goes ahead with it, he's not sure. Mm-hmm. Please take us into, again, in a, in a 13 minute film, those those seconds that are so powerful.
1: Yeah, I think uh, for me, um, I wanted him to like constantly be unsure of what he wants to do because of what you're saying. Like It's not really serving him, it's serving the purpose of I want to be with Marlena. That that's who I want to be with. Rashad. I want to be like him. You know. Um, but the only way that he sees it happening is getting this chain. So for I think for Tawanda's character, she kind of serves as a chorus, and I like I like to have certain characters like that in my films, like. Uh, I guess like in a theater kind of way. That's literally the only thing I picked up from uh, (laughs) from theaters, of course, I thought that that was the coolest concept. Like this repetitive conscious, you know, um, and she sort of tries to tell him what to do and he's so stubborn, you know, he doesn't listen to her. Mm. But I think it's cool that her character, like through and through, is just herself. She doesn't really try to impress anybody. She doesn't try to stand out, but like looking at her outfits and everything, she's very colorful. She's very unique. She's, she's very like grounded as a sixth grader, um, and I think by the end of the film, Jabril figures out like, ah, oh, I should have just listened to Tawana. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, those are lessons that we all have to go through uh, as you know, young people figuring out how to be ourselves. Um, how to be okay with not being accepted all the time I think that that's something that I struggle with because I, I love for people to like me um, I want to be very even keeled very neutral so yeah
0: wow alright
2: amazing the
0: chorus, Ally I know has questions about the whole Chorus in your films.
2: Yeah, I mean, thank you so much for for teeing up a question for me. I really appreciate <laughs> okay, it's, it. It's um, You read our
0: minds. I
2: mean, there was there's so many ways that you communicate in this film, right? There's mm-hmm. the dialogue. There's the looks that the characters exchange, like we were just talking about with Jabril, and mm-hmm. and then there's that decision to use in both in this film and in um, Brown with Blue or Blue with Brown, excuse me, um, to use that uh, that poetic voice, that mm-hmm. that poetic. Um, kind of you know overtone throughout both yeah. of those films. So like can you talk us a little bit through where the decision to use that or to hold That back comes in and also, um, you-
0: can I just add who is that voice because sometimes it's
1: almost not clear it, Who's speaking? It's like yeah. it is the it, chorus. Maybe it's different. So it's different voices and I, I Struggle with oh do I want the kids to be saying these things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I want it to be like the same voice all the way through? Um but then I settled on like having different voices for, you know, different meanings and I felt like it's supposed to represent like the community itself and like they're like passing on passing on messages, you know, to Jabril like as he goes on this journey. But for me, I so I'm a big like voiceover guy. Like I, I like Terrence Malick's films because I love the way like that he's able to do the voiceover, like the inner dialogue, but I don't think I've figured out how to do it where I feel comfortable, where it's like the character's inner dialogue. So instead I've I've drifted towards um, poetry. So with Brown With Blue, we did the same thing where we, we tied it together with um, a poem at the end that sort of like summarized the entire film, and then for this one, it's more so about. Hey, everything's gonna be okay, Jabril. Like, this is just something that you have to go through. So yeah. And
2: it was so beautifully done because I, I at first I was like, is someone talking? Is this a poem? Is is this is this is something it? created just for the film? And and it was just like it was so riveting.
1: So the poems were actually they were supposed to be placeholders for like something that we wanted to originally write. And the more that we just you know, watch the film back with them, and we're like, "Oh, this—it doesn't feel right to do something else." Um, so yeah, it just—I don't know—synchronicity. Um, those are all my friends speaking. That's like, amazing. They're all voice note. Recordings. Uh, I just sent them to our sound designer, and he made them sound cool. I wow.
0: mean, that's amazing. Also, those condenser mics on an iPhone should not be, should not be underrated. Um, yeah, and and by the way, I'll just say voiceover can be tricky, right? Because voiceover, we talk about this on our podcast a lot. My sister Becky, who's a filmmaker herself, mm-hmm. um, uh, oh Lily, also um, uh, my the middle sister. Becky's the youngest, Lily, then me. Mm-hmm. Um, we all talk about voiceover and how voiceover can sometimes be like too spoon-feeding, you know, like, too much just filling in the stuff that you're afraid the visuals can't. The way you use voiceover with poetry, it's another visual scape. It's like another thing we're looking—it's like the score. It's not—it's not—it's not not the, like— this is what Jabril is doing and thinking today. It's another metaphor that we're thinking about and processing, and I think that's beautiful. So if, if you think you have stuff to do on voiceover, I don't, I
1: think it's amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I just admire like the David Gordon Greens, the Terrence Malick's, you know, or, or even like uh, Martin Scorsese having, you know, in Taxi, like that constant inner dialogue. It's so removed from like what's going on in the stream but it it like you can definitely feel that the characters trying to figure out everything you know as they're going on this journey so yeah if i could get to that level of writing i'll be okay with it, <laughs> it it's it's always
0: we're going to talk about some of your influences in a little bit but before <laughs> that i want to ask you about the way money mm-hmm. and 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 i don't say wealth but like the, you know, commodities or trading, you know, Mm -hmm. value is used in this film because you see, um, you see a money change hands in a bunch of different ways Mm -hmm. in the film. You Mm -hmm. see... Uh, Jabril working hard. He has a plan. Mm -hmm. He's selling stuff out of his locker. He's mowing the lawn. He's washing the cars. You have Uncle Duke, who's charging his nephew for gas. Mm -hmm. And then you have the guys whose car he's washing, which I'm guessing are not up to necessarily good things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for their Mm money-making things. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and, And then you have to Wanda, the way she decides to spend her money, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was really I was curious as to how how you um, how you draw out and how you draw the different messages about what people should value, mm-hmm. um, because Jabril is that's he's learning this. Yeah. That, that's
1: part of his lesson. What yeah. do you value? So how yeah. do you how do you communicate that? I think for me uh, personally, like like his character reminds me of myself um, whereas I sort of had to find odd ways to make money. I didn't do the same things that he did necessarily but I feel like when you're able to do something on your own like that you just value it more so even if the chain doesn't necessarily get him to the ultimate goal he's gonna be reminded that the work that he put in to get that um was rewarding in itself
0: yeah if anything i think the, n- the next time he works he's going to make it count a lot better what he uses that money for because he knows what it <laughs> yeah, feels exactly,
1: like when, exactly. when, when you when you wash out and he was watching it leave his hands so quickly yeah. you know throughout the movie it's like i actually wanted to count out how much so <laughs> he, he made like i think like he said like eighty dollars which isn't a lot, but he ends up spending, you know, the money for them to get food, on the gas, like you said, to the shirt, and then finally his chain. You know, he basically did all that work for one weekend, and he's back to zero. He has a chain now, but yeah, he's back to square one.
2: Yeah, it was incredible. Well, one more one more question about the film, if you don't mind, before we move into kind of some some more fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is well, this
0: is super fun too. I, it
2: is. It's just a different kind of fun. So this question um, came from Shy sister Becky, um, mm-hmm. who who is a like as Shy said a filmmaker, and she was interested. In, in the, I mean, there's so many incredible visual choices you do in the way that you shoot different scenes with colors and grading and, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of like, I don't wanna say filters, but there's, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have the technical term. Mm-hmm. So can you talk us through kind of like those choices? Because each one seems to be giving you kind of a separate look, a separate feel. And I just wanted to kind of peel back and see what you were trying to, you know, trying to share with people there.
1: Well, so um, for a lot of the poetry stuff, I I wanted to just be strictly environment. Um, and I wanted to like take breaks in the film, like take us out of the story a little bit, just so like we can look at the world that he himself is, is living in. Um, and then, you know, that's where the community part of the poetry starts to, st- starts to seep in. And then a lot of stuff we also did um, on Super 8 so...
0: Oh, you legit used Super 8. Yeah. Wow, yeah.
1: okay. So, uh, awesome. Dominic Cormier, um, one, one of my friends, he actually co-wrote Brown with Blue with me. He shot all of the Super 8 footage, um, and it was, it was something where we planned, the, so we shot the stuff at the end on set, and then we had to, like, round up more kids, um, to shoot the, the scene in the middle of the film. But, um, yeah I just knew that I wanted to sort of like separate and do something that felt like a montage but also just like had kids just being themselves um, and you know it's you don't really get to see that with I think black children so like I wanted to of course like the, his journey is you know the most important part of the film but also almost equally as important is just to like see them just being kids so even we're seeing the kids, you know, playing on the playground and then vice versa. We're seeing his classmates have fun and then him being sort of like on the outskirts of it and sort of like dealing with the decision, you know, that he made, you know, to get the chain. So, yeah.
0: That's that's beautiful. All right. Now we're going to bring you into the Friday Night Movie traditions. Okay. Okay. So, the game, the signature game of Friday Night Movie is called Buy, Rent, and Meh. That's our, radio si- that's our rating system, okay? Meh. Meh. Okay, now, gotcha. meh does not mean necessarily negative. It okay. can be, I don't know that, so it gets a meh. Like, okay, meh, okay. I don't know. It okay. could be also like, meh, I'm not into it. Okay. Or it could just be like, a meh, I can't believe you forced me to pick between these three things. OK, gotcha. And I'll also add that my sister, Lily, breaks the rules every single time. So, you know. Doesn't play
2: fairly. She how refuses. break the
0: rules? She well, she'll she pick. will not do a meh. Yeah, she'll not do a meh. She'll be like, no, I'm just going to buy these two. I'm like, no, you have to pick one for each. <laughs> Well, I'll try not to break the rule. No, 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 okay. No.
2: You're, it, it's, it's there for Don't the taking. Don't
0: worry. We we are we love you, and so we know you like people to like you. We love you unconditionally now, so we're good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So, Byron, man, you want to do our first category to our fellow uh, member of the DMV area?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we're so excited to to be with someone from kind of like our you know our neighborhood or our neck of the woods and Howard Howard University student. So I know you yeah. spent you spent your a night or two late night getting some snacks like we've all been there so the buy rent meh for our our D.C. food options are you got jumbo slice, and I don't. You know, it doesn't matter to me if it's Adams Morgan or you know closer to school. But you got your jumbo slice, got you. bigger than your head. I would
1: get mine on U Street. Okay, U, U Street. Street. Okay, all right. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
2: Ben's Chili Bowl, iconic. I mean, it mm-hmm. it it needs no introduction.
1: No, it doesn't. <laughs>
2: and last but not least, the Pie Shop, which is a new which is a newer place on H Street, which has pies uh, both sweet and savory yeah. that I would say are. are you can about. get a,
0: you can get a bacon egg pie. You get a blueberry pancake pie. That's my oh, favorite that there. Amazing. It's and a, it's a incredible. concert
1: venue. Okay, I don't. So I've been on H Street, but I don't think I've been to the Pie Shop.
2: You gotta check it out. It's pretty. It's pretty incredible. So
1: they're gonna get a man. Okay. okay. But man, oh, Ben's Chili Bowl.
2: Original, like the original. Yeah, location. not not like the not one in the Nat
1: Stadium. Yeah. Like you know, with in the, the real cheese sauce. I know. But I go to both. I think often Jumbo <laughs> Slice and Ben's Chili Bowl when I go to DC. That's kind of tough for me. Break the
2: rules, man. You don't have to play by our rules. Don't break
0: the rules. Maybe (laughs) invent a new new reason to flip the coin. Maybe which is the one you want to make a film about? Which
1: was Jumbo Slice would definitely make it in my film, Portbend Chili Bowl, and that's because I spent so many nights eating a Jumbo Slice. Uh, All been there. Vivid memories with my homie Juice while we were at Howard. Throwing a lot of Parmesan cheese on one slice. <laughs> That's right, you got to <laughs> put a lot of... Spit, all those things to shake. Man. And then, you know, they tried to have a jumbo slice in New York, um, in Harlem. And it's just... I ate there a lot of times, but it's not the same.
0: It's funny. New, of, y- New York pizza is New it's York really pizza. But really the D.C. jumbo slice is a thing. It's the size of the table we're it's looking
2: It's not necessarily at. the best pizza you're going to get, but man, it, it really <laughs> delivers on the promise <laughs> of <does>. a jumbo slice. <laughs> it does, it does.
0: Okay, Okay. now I, I, we know from, from reading about you that you have a couple of, oh, you have many influences, but yeah. two of your influences are two incredible filmmakers in Spike Lee and John Singleton. Mm-hmm. So now we are going to take you through three films of your heroes, Not just make to just make it super easy. Okay. Okay. Now, like. uh, wait, uh these are some of my favorite films of these, and Ali and I will look at these together. So, but so if they're not the ones you like, feel free to judge me. Okay. And and just be like, I can't believe you picked that one. This
1: is a judge-free zone. Okay.
0: All right. You're, you're so so. With Spike, I'm gonna try to go by like different eras or different decades, almost. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it, it's more than that because he's been making films way more. But. Mm-hmm. So we go to, do the right thing is our first choice. Okay. Okay. That's solid.
1: Bamboozled. Okay. Oh, wow, that's a deep cut. Uh, I, I, that's
0: my favorite one. Wow. That, that to me, is my favorite wow. one. That that blew my mind when I, I saw it on DVD when it first came out, and okay. holy crap. Okay. Um, and then his, got to go with his Oscar winner, Black Klansman, the long overdue Oscar.
1: Man, this is tough. Wow. Oh, man. Did I
0: pick good ones, though? This I need to know. <laughs> you did. Okay, you, okay.
1: You, you picked pick Spike films that most people wouldn't pick.
0: Oh, okay. Well,
1: well do the right well, thing. Well, really would bamboozle in Black Klansman... I think because it's newer, I don't think people. Well, personally, I don't necessarily like. That's not my favorite Spike film, but it's my favorite that he's made lately. Okay. Okay. So I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. And I and I enjoy Denzel's son.
0: Oh yeah, I think no, John kidding. David Washington's the, David future. Washington.
1: the future. He's the future. Put him in everything. <laughs> um,
0: I didn't understand a minute of Tenet and I would watch 5 more hours of him in that movie. I didn't understand. Running backwards Tenet. forwards, I don't care. I He's didn't amazing.
1: Understand Tenet either. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was Tenet. I love Christopher Nolan, so I won't say anything uh, about
0: that. Also, do people often call you Christopher Nolan first? Like, they're like, yes,
1: hey. you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, that's why I, I had to do my full name, because it would either be Christian Jones or Christian Nolan, <laughs> and either of those it's not good options. But I think that I'm going to buy, do the right thing, oh man. I
2: appreciate the weight that you're giving to this. This makes me...
1: My heart is so full right now. No, Bamboozled is such an underrated film and I think a lot of people don't understand it. I remember watching it in high school and being so frustrated that people were laughing at it. I was like,
0: God, it's, totally it's so sensory. dark. No, I, I so watched it. Is, it's the, a dark. It, it's a dark film. I watched it and <laughs> restarted dark. it with the director's commentary right away cuz I'm like I need to understand this oh. movie. So I, I like I cuz I was like I've never
1: I, seen it with his commentary. His commentary is very cool. It's yeah. Very he, cool. All right, I'm going to break the rules. Go ahead. Right. I'm going to buy both of them. You you got it. <laughs> you got it. I'm going to buy both you, of them. You, you you've got it. That's can amazing. I,
2: can I tell you just a brief bamboozled story from my past? <laughs> this yeah,
0: is a great sure. story. I love this story so much.
2: I can't. This is why I'm I'm so
0: grateful to be married to this woman. I'm not going to be able to
2: deliver on the full story because, of course, I forget the other. Anyways, college Bamboozle comes out. Mm -hmm. A bunch of us from uh, from college go Mm -hmm. to see the film. We Mm -hmm. we get we borrow someone's car because it's off campus, so we have to drive to the theater out in the burbs and go see it. Mm -hmm. We buy the tickets. We walk inside. And Elizabeth Hurley comes on screen and we're all like, "Okay, weird start to the film, but like, all right, let's didn't do." Didn't
0: know she was a Spike Lee actor?
2: Didn't know. Um we're waiting, we're waiting. We're there for a couple minutes and someone's like, "This is this is not. This <laughs> something's not right." There was an Elizabeth Hurley film that came out around the same time that was some ridiculous title like be, Bedazzled. Bedazzled. We <laughs> freaking bought tickets to the wrong movie. <laughs>
0: Oh Matt. Oh, that's hilarious! Like Spike Lee has be, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley in a rom-com as she's the like a witch <laughs> casting love spells on people. What is this?
2: It was a disappointing. It was a disappointing uh, film experience.
1: Oh, that's that's hilarious! Uh, <laughs>
0: all right, now let's dig into John Singleton. Rest okay. in peace. Rest uh, in peace. Uh, defining, defining <laughs> films. Um, but also, like you know, very different than Spike, and he's done some really different genres mm-hmm. um, uh, than than Spike has, I think. You know, but the, so the three that I, 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 you know, I would say had the most impact on me, and then one in particular on us. <laughs> okay, so Boys in the Hood. Okay, right. That's yeah. you know, that's mm-hmm. his Citizen Kane. Um, higher Learning, which I saw in the theater as a kid, and
1: was I love that movie. shook shook Amazing. me as a kid. It was yeah. it was
0: incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, I think, and Allie (laughs) agrees. I want to see if you're going to say my favorite.
0: (gasps) Too Fast, Too Furious. Nope. The most underrated <laughs> of the Fast and the Furious movies. Probably, yes. That, that is, that is one, true. That is the one that I consistently am like, that is the best one. These other ones, I mean, they're no. fine, but that's the one I want to see. I want, no, I want yeah. them backfired. And it had a
1: great soundtrack, too. Yeah, it had that ludicrous song. It, it's, oh, it's yeah. Too it's fast.
0: different. It's more too fun. Furious. It's more fun than the other ones. It Anyways, is. so, but I, what I wanted to capture there is that, like, he's also a great action director. You haven't yeah. really seen Spike do. You know, I guess Inside Man is a mystery, which is, which yeah. is, you know, is master, but like Singleton, not an action I, guy. S- Singleton nails, nails with 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 Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. just a straight up blockbuster action yeah. movie, and I think I wanted to pay tribute to that. Yeah. Um, but what what would you have you switched in, just so we know before you pick from our our list?
1: Baby Boy is my favorite. Oh John wow! Singleton film. okay. All right. Yes. That's. All right. I did a piece on Ruth Carter a couple years ago, and. Um, I got to hear about like doing research, I I heard her talk about um, in an interview how she did, you know, the costume design for Baby Boy and how detailed they both were Hmm. in terms of like incorporating LA culture into the costume. And I already loved the film, it made me appreciate it that much more. But so we have we have Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning, Higher Learning, and Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm sorry. I agree with what you're saying about too fast, too furious, but that's gonna get me <laughs> No no that's totally fair. <laughs> I would almost have been concerned if it gave a different answer on that one. No, that's the vibe. I
0: really just wanted to know what you thought of it. So like
1: No, I agree with everything that you're saying. That's a curveball. Look, it's no Tokyo
2: Drift, but you know
1: it's <laughs> Tokyo Drift. That's was our section. second favorite. Yeah, that Tokyo is second Drift is really favorite. good too. I that's, love Tokyo Drift. That was that's a crazy fit that had a good soundtrack also. Oh yeah. Um let me see. I mean, I think I just got to keep the order the same, just okay. out of respect for boys and Higher Learning is, is amazing, though. It's amazing. Very underrated.
0: R- Rappaport in that movie
1: oh. is terrifying. So
2: scary.
1: <laughs> terrifying. We're he's terrifying to... in real life. Oh, okay. oh yeah? <laughs> he's um, an intense guy. He's, al- he's always getting into spats on uh, Twitter. He, is, oh.
0: he fights. He's a fight. He, he, he chooses... <laughs> violence on Instagram on a regular basis. On a
1: regular basis. It's okay. like, why are you doing this, brother?
2: I just had this realization of, like, oh, crap, we're going to have to show our kids higher learning.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we've, absolutely. We show,
2: we've we been talking a lot about how mm-hmm. we show them pretty edgy stuff. Like, we, mm-hmm. we are very... Um, we believe that if you have conversations with kids about, like, what they're watching and, like, hey, don't say the stuff that you're hearing in this, but this is why this language is important or is impactful or mm-hmm. why they're using it or why we shouldn't be using this language anymore, you know, we...
1: Yeah, we believe our
2: kids have like risen to the occasion of like wrapping their heads around some really important concepts. Yeah. Um, but holy shit, I'm not ready to show that. I, I'm gonna need a couple Hi, years higher I'm ready is, for Higher learning.
0: The ending is that well, is. a lot of it's intense, but but that's a great movie. Okay. Christian Nolan Jones, you've been so generous with your time and spending you. this time with point. us. We want to—you're um, you're welcome back anytime. You're—you are part of the family now forever. Before we get you out, do you have a place where people can follow your work, or should Poor be checking out or something love. new that's yeah. coming up maybe?
1: Um, so right now I'm writing um, my first feature. It's yes. called Kinfolk. Um, wow, that's awesome. It's sort of like the extension of Glitter and Gold. We, we see Jabril's character in it. Um, it's that's five amazing. Years. Yeah, it's five years in the future. Um, the first scene actually starts out with Jabril meeting his best friend, um, well, who will become his best friend, his male best friend, um, Conrad. And uh, I'm really hoping that Alfred can reprise his role? Oh, that would be amazing. He's he's getting kind of big right now, though, so I, I can't really talk about what he's doing. But he's uh, doing okay. some amazing things.
0: All right. Well, you two work magic together. So let's. He's he's.
1: You know, I mean, I was I I was lucky to find him honestly that, that, oh that that's incredible well, I didn't find him actually Carrie Brown our, our casting director
0: she found him <laughs> that, that's amazing yeah I I gotta, yes. gotta, gotta give it up to the casting directors alright All right, and um, before we close out do you have one recommendation one thing that you know you just think because we're recommending Glitter Ain't Gold and any work that <laughs> Christian Nolan Jones is going to make so really is there anything else you want to recommend out there
1: um I, I say this all the time, and it's like the most generic advice. But you know, if you want to make films, just do it. I don't believe in the like crewing model um, and going on set and being a PA. And I understand, you know, like that's a place where you have to learn. But I think you learn the most with experience. And I think that me making a lot of mistakes in film school at Howard and at NYU um, really got me comfortable with um, taking risks. So yeah, I, I really think that that's the best way to do things. So if, if you're a young filmmaker out there and you're wondering what you need to do to, to do that, just start making films.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Christian and Nolan Thank Jones you. for being part of the family. Friday Night Movie fans, you know you can find us at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or FridayNightMoviePod.com. Our theme music is by What Does It Eat?
2: Where can people follow you?
0: And Oh, yeah, and where oh. can people
1: follow you? Oh, so my, my socials are Y-N-G-Y-H-W-H. And or you can just type in Christian Nolan Johnson. Okay. <laughs> uh, and we'll put
0: it in the show notes for everybody as well. Thank you so much for being here. Have an amazing rest of the festival and congratulations you. on the film. This was thank wonderful. You thank you, so you guys.
1: Much. Thank you.